Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Well, uh, whatever. <laughs> Welcome to whatever it's called something. <laughs> this is a podcast for your ears. So, sometimes it's about Big Brother. Sometimes it's about Survivor. But yeah, we're like two weeks out from Survivor. Danielle has a hard out today. We did not podcast last week. We have no idea what we're talking about today. We have foregone. We have chosen to forego the conversation that we have two minutes before the podcast where we say, what are we talking about today? Especially in times like these. So we're just going <laughs> to raw dogging it today, Danielle. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. Much better thing to say. Danielle, what's up? Okay, so I was racking my brain thinking, like, what have I even watched? And yeah, like, I've watched plenty of things. Yeah, I've watched some stuff. Does my mic sound wet to you? No, it sounds, okay. it sounds cromulent. Okay, good. I, I'm getting a little like wet noise in my earphones. So I don't know if you sound if fine to me. Okay, cool. This is Listeners, the real shit. Yeah, I know. This is a As opposed to the heavily edited version that most people hear on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, I have a couple of things. First of all, but I do think maybe our listeners would be interested in the fact that you went to the Super Bowl, Brett. I sure was <laughs> in the city of the Super Bowl on or around the date of its performance. Yes. Taking place. Yeah, Sunday. The reason we didn't pod last week is because Danielle came to L.A. where I live. The one week I was not in L.A., I was in Phoenix working on or around the Super Bowl. That's where I was all week. We we couldn't line up. We couldn't even line up to get lunch together. Nothing. Once. Nothing. Nothing. It was. I I was quite upset. I know it really stunk, but I might be going back in March. So, oh well, they're <laughs> actually doing the Super Bowl over again <laughs> in Toronto. Oh my god! Um, Brett, did you watch the Super Bowl at all, or you were just? I over sure it? did. I mean, I did. It's like my job okay. to watch sports and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I watched it. It was fine. Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did, and I found a stream that had American commercials because oh, that's yes. the way to watch. That's what we were going to talk about is is the commercials, but like honestly. I feel like we've reached a point maybe seven, eight years ago, at least, where the commercials aren't even worth talking about anymore. There's nothing to say. They're just well, I did want to bring beyond up a, a unfunny. Points. They don't even make sense anymore. It's yes. It's just weird. There are two winners for me of the night. One was the dog commercial, obviously. I started crying. The farmer's the dog. dog. Commercial. Farmer's Which dog. Where that? it's just like the dog. She gets the dog as a puppy. They grow up together. She gets married. The dog's at her wedding. Then she gets pregnant. And the dog is there like lying his head on her pregnant belly. And you're thinking they better not kill this dog. And they don't. They just show that the dog is like part of this girl's life. And it's beautiful. What was it even for? The farmer's dog. That like food, dog food. Oh, Okay. And then clearly a brand I'm familiar with. (laughs) I've actually I've never used Farmer's Dog. I've seen it, but I've used like a similar brand when I was in the states. We don't have like artisanal dog food here in Canada. You don't have to be hungry at FarmersDoggy.com. There you go. Hire Brett for your jingles. (laughs) Hire Brett. Yeah. Uh, Um, Are you sure this was an American commercial? I 100%. Yes. This is as American as it gets. And it was beautiful. It was really well done. And then I also really liked, this is just the stage I'm at in life. Hashtag 
Binky Dad. <laughs> oh yeah, the Binky Dad one was fun. It was that it was, was cute. Good. It was fine. Come was on, fine. there's nothing wrong with that. Better but than being have... Bean Dad. <laughs> well, that was clearly the inspiration. I can see the whiteboard of the ad agency that thought this up. Yeah, well, I, I was watching that one too because I was like, yeah, this is this is clearly like they're playing off Bean Dad. But 99% of the people who watch this ad are not going to know who or what Bean Dad is. So it still has to sort of make sense to a general audience, even yeah. though the kernel of the idea, the inception, is based on something only highly online people would understand. <laughs> yeah. And they, they basically were like, how do we make Bean Dad positive? <laughs> how do we make him woke? Yes. <laughs> Woke, obese, M&Ms. Um, so those are my two highlights. I did have a thought, an overall thought, as I was watching, which is that, like, we know that the brands who are advertising during the Super Bowl are waste. Like, they just had so much money to waste. And it became really clear to me in a lot of these ads. It used to be kind of fun to ha- see a celebrity in an ad, right? You were like, wow, they got so-and-so. Glenn Close is selling me Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get drunk. Fatal attraction to getting a light buzz. Um, Mr. Norbit. What's his name? <laughs> Halbert Nobbs. <laughs> Albert Nobbs. Okay. Oh, I have another like Oscar adjacent thought to give to you. Oh, later. We gotta but go so, back to the Oscars. I saw the front so, runner today. Last and week. I saw two Leslie. Oh yes, that we gotta talk about it. <laughs> okay, we but, saw collectively we saw the highest grossing and the least grossing <laughs> film nominated for Oscars this week. <laughs> so why the point of having a celebrity in your ad is they are famous and they offer their name recognition, brand recognition to your company, right? Why am I watching an ad where literally the celebrity's line is like, oh, hey, yeah, me, John Ham. Hi, well, Pete That's a Davidson. separate thing. That's a ham thing. Ham, no. Ham, no. Will, ham is going to be selling dishwashing soap soon. I know, but I don't like how the celebrities they get in these commercials are not that famous because they have give them lines like, well, me, mini driver, (laughs) whoever it is, they make them all say their names in the ads. There is no point to these ads other than the celebrities introducing themselves being like, yeah, and I'm a celebrity. You should know. I I just thought it was horrible, like a horrible waste of money. The best ads, as I said, were the two that didn't even have any celebrities in them. That dog was a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, yes. yeah, it's weird. Like, I mean, I got to take Cam out of it just because, like, that guy will do – that guy has exclusively been doing commercials and yelling at Tom Cruise in plane movies for yeah. the last three, four years. <laughs> Good for him. Sure. They even They even got him – they even upgraded out of Ham to Chalamet in the Apple TV ads. They had these, yeah. this series last year where it was Ham was like, "Oh, I'm the only guy in Hollywood who doesn't have who doesn't have a show on Apple TV." And Apple TV, you know what they said to him? What? You still don't have a show on Apple TV, <laughs> and you're fired. We're getting Chalamet in here, and now Chalamet is doing basically the same ad. Yeah, but it's a hit. Everyone loves the Timmy Chalamet ads. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I have a question for you. I posed this to my text group as we were watching the Super Bowl together. If you had an unlimited budget and you could get one famous person to be in your Super Bowl ad for anything, 
Who would that be? And Glenn Co- Close is taken? <laughs> no, it could be Glenn Close. <laughs> Albert Nobbs. Uh, Albert Nobbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who would I get? Um, I have a great well, It wouldn't be someone answers. that expensive. It wouldn't be someone that expensive because, like, you would imagine the most expensive person would be The Rock. And I absolutely can see The no, Rock doing, get. like, a Dorito commercial or, like, a yeah, Mountain it's, like, Dew. Boring. Who something. Cares? Yeah, who cares? He's just, like, man. He's just, like, loud man. I would get someone weird. I don't know. Are I mean, I would personally mind? get like John C. Riley or something like that. Or okay. I would re I would resurrect Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. That would be expensive. Um, yeah, that would be expensive. But like Mine, if we got Dr. We got John C. as Dr. Steve Brule to do an ad for like some app or whatever. That would be that would be funny and that would actually take. That would me. be funny. That would be fun. Yeah, so I, that's the thing. Celebrities acting, why don't they try it? Why do they have to play themselves? Have them play a role. That's what they do. Um, I don't even know what ad Adam Driver was in. Like, I, I know he's either. in like, the dinosaur movie or whatever, but he was in right. an ad for something where he was like, I'm Adam Driver and you need to buy this watch or water yeah. or something like that. Like, that's what they all were. Who cares? Yeah, I don't trust you. Why would I trust you? Because you were in Girls? No. Yeah. Uh, great you kissed Lena Dunham. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so my answer is I would get Brittany Griner, and I would make the most patriotic, oh my god, oh tear jerker of an you were ad. Tasteless. And no, that's it's fabulous. It's fabulous. It would be all about how much she loves America, and then I, it would be yeah. I was in a. Russian prison for 104 yeah. days and the first thing I ate when I got back was a double chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank I you, think President Joe Biden. <laughs> yes, it would be amazing. And then my second choice, also great, Prince Harry. I would oh get my God. Prince Harry smooching on the woke M&M or to sell To sell the weird <laughs> hand cream that he had a sexual experience with. Whatever. All I know is I, like, give me the budget. I know how to spend it on people who will get people talking. Well, that's the thing with Super Bowl ads is, like, they're spending so much money on them. This is the most important thing that the creative team, the ad the team, marketing the team, yeah. marketing team, the the agency that they work with. It's the most important thing that they do all year because it's the most, most amount of eyeballs and the biggest amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you get – you have to do this in the biggest room possible with as many people and, the, and usually the stupidest and most basest ideas work like everyone knows this whether you're planning where to go out to dinner with 20 of your friends or you do work in a corporate setting and you understand what it's like when like 40 people get into a room and you're like oh my god we are not going to leave this meeting with a single good idea i'm gonna slack my worst best my work bestie about how i want (laughs) to jump off a bridge right now and how oh my god i can't believe the idea that's winning right now is like steve and steve's ideas fucking suck and like (laughs) It needs to be something like so safe that like like everybody so watered down, so diluted, yeah. And there's like, and what happens now too, especially with like what kind of comedy has devolved into, and you see this even with the Marvel movies too. Like everything has this sort of like yuck them up, like UCB. We're all kind of just improvising here tone slash like 
did we say that? Oh yeah, we just said that. Like <laughs> hashtag boom. And like it's not even like nothing is even written to be jokes anymore. It's just like everything is a catchphrase. Yeah. And you know, you, you just see stuff like this in commercials all the time where it's like a woman mopping a floor with a new Swiffer thing. And she's like, I'm mopping my floor with this thing right now. Mind blown. And they say yeah. it in that sort of way. And you're like, I guess this is like a young, funny thing to say. And it doesn't yeah. even mean anything anymore. I'm yeah, done. it's bad. It's it's probably an impossible task. The fact that any commercials were as good as Binky Dad or Farmer's Dog, really hats off to those teams. Three frogs. One says bud, <laughs> one says wise, one says zur. Just do animals. <laughs> it, like it works. First of all, animals work. You responded to a dog one. You need there. And then there, there was another, there was like an Amazon dog one too. That was also really good. Where they got the dog a friend. <laughs> like they're trying that with like Experian and it's like John Cena's got a cow and the cow is going to raise your FICO score. But they even, but that's even too much. It's too much. Just be like. Your FICO score. It's a duck and it's like <laughs> Aflac. I mean, it's like bounty. I Buy I, bounty yeah, I, paper towels. I'm a duck. I make a mess wait. everywhere I go. We need to talk. How could we not talk about patron saint of this podcast, Ben Affleck's Super Bowl commercial? Here's the thing. I was actually at a party for the first time in like five or six years. I have not yeah. been to a Super Bowl party in yeah. a long time. I've either been at work or watching it at my house by myself, as I do most things. Right. So this was the first time in many years I was at a party. 20, 30 people there. You know, people were, I wasn't totally paying attention to the ads this year because I've learned that actually I can turn my brain off. I don't have to watch the ads. Like the fun part about the Super Bowl sometimes is like the game's going on and then the game goes to commercial and you're like, everybody shut up. The ads are playing. (laughs) This is going to be the shit. (laughs) And now it's back to like regular, like just play the Whopper song for two minutes and 30 seconds. This is bad. Um. Well, he did have a commercial where he was manning the Dunkin' Donuts. That was what that photo shoot was from like two months ago, right? Okay. Yeah. He was working customer service at, not customer service. He was working the line at (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts. I thought if anything, the movie, like there were a handful of movie trailers this year. I thought if anything, those were like kind of the most interesting ads Oh my God, don't even talk to me about that fucking Michael Jordan sneaker movie directed oh, by Venna. It looks God. so bad. It looked so bad. That one looks really bad. That one looks bad. Again, that one looked like it was like an SNL Air. digital short. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this cannot. I, I was Can this for man invent that. shoes in the year 1985? <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for like the punchline. Yeah, I was like, there's no way this can be real. But it was real. And Viola Davis was in it. But even Viola Davis's part, I was like, that's going to be a joke. Like, <laughs> It's, I don't know. I, are they trying to, the Fableman's shoes, be like, what will ever come of this small Portland area shoe company I know, called like, <sighs> Or it's like, they're trying to do like the social network where there's like, a deeper, more interesting story about the human the thing we all existence, use now. about yeah, about maybe jealousy and backstabbing that and and like loneliness in the digital era. 
I don't but know, but like, like the trailer for that movie looked like a joke. Whereas I saw the trailer for Tetris, and oh, that looked that genuinely fantastic. It looks so interesting, so fun, so well done. I think it's like you know, I don't like Apple TV That's, Plus. Well, they don't have they don't have the Hammer Show on there. <laughs> well, I think that this is for Apple TV Plus. It is, yeah. And it just looks great. Are you are you seeing Indiana Jones 5 colon uh, Fleabag 2? So I missed that trailer. I haven't seen it. Is it does it how's it look? It looks fine. I mean, it looks it looks like a movie where fucking 80-year-old Harrison Ford's running around and jumping out of planes and stuff. Not everyone is Tom Cruise. You know well, I mean? Harrison Ford especially is not Tom Cruise. <laughs> Harrison Ford is barred from going on planes. Yeah, he's crashed enough of them at this point. Well, it just looks like a total like CG whatever fest. But his sidekick is Fleabag. Yeah. Which could be interesting. I mean, I think she's fab, but I would rather just see her do something else. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I haven't seen that. Here's This is so, so not related. Okay. But... We're going to talk about Oscars. So maybe this is a good segue to Oscars. Oh, I have one more Super Bowl thing. I have more important Okay, go Super ahead. Thing. We didn't talk about the biggest thing. How did you feel about Riri? Oh, I thought, like, I was kind of laughing because I've known for a long time, ever since I saw her perform Umbrella at the VMAs, I believe, I was like, she is not a live performer. <laughs> like This is not. She is a studio artist. And to expect anything else from Rihanna is laughable. And to act as if she did anything other than like just kind of walk around and sing it. Like to act like this is, you know, iconic. Wow. She ripped it up. She was so great. I'm like, no, she was fine the way she's always fine live. This is like... I have nothing against her. I think she's great. I love Rihanna. But let's not act like she did a Beyonce Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. I, I, I'm i weirdly always coming out on the pro-Rihanna side of this because I went into this with little to zero expectations. And prior it was to, not bad. Prior to last week, I didn't even know that I could name more than two Rihanna songs. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm aware of her. Happy she has for her an incredible success, discog- happy discography. for her business, happy mm-hmm. for all the people who are desperately thirsty for her. I'm happy mm-hmm. for the whole thing. I also like don't listen to pop music. It's like, again, I can't, I don't think I can name a Taylor Swift song. Who's arguably more popular than Rihanna. Arguably. I'm not saying she is or she isn't. Don't come at me, Swifties or Reeves or whatever. She does this thing. And she's not dancing. She's not singing. <laughs> nope. But I nope. loved it. I was like, I didn't know. I knew all these songs. She I knew all these songs. Out. I knew all these songs. There was something hypnotic about the fact that she had 500 dancers who were all perfect. And she was kind of just doing 23% of what they were doing. <laughs> and it was like kind of cool. It was like she looked cool not dancing while these guys were dancing. I like the fact that it was like relatively low tech other than she was on a flying platform. Other Mm. than that part, it was like, it was just that. There was no video stuff, no left shark, no video (laughs) screens, no guests. No, she's like, she's not bringing out like 14 people who I've never fucking heard of before in my life. Like some of these other ones that have had gone on the last 10 years. It was just her. 
and yeah. and a, a baby bump, and she grabs her <laughs> ass. She gets like ma- massive crack when she grabs her ass. <laughs> I just thought it was like you loved it. I didn't love it. I was just like, I'm here for this. It was it was absolutely was, it was good. It was like a. I, I was think it was just, last satisfied. year's was great. Last year's was great, right? But like, I think this year's was. I think it was fine. I don't know why anyone would dislike it. I was like, this was. This is perfectly good. Well, I think people, when comparing it to others, you can't compare it to like a Beyonce or a Britney or a whoever. Did Britney even do it? Yeah, Britney's done it. Well, she, maybe she was the special guest of someone else, but she's definitely performed at the Super Bowl. But um, she's just not that kind of performer. So I was completely satisfied because I knew what I was getting. I know how Brianna performs live. And it's like... It's exactly what I would expect for a performance I personally didn't pay for. I'm watching a free performance. If I paid money to see that live, then I'd be a little upset. But no, it's not. So what do sure. I care? I thought it was fine. Okay, great. Then we we can support move. Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We do. I'm a bigger Rihanna fan today. <laughs> like having, I said. Having seen that halftime show. Studio artist. She's got so many hits. That's why everyone's always demanding for her to make another album. And I think those people really need to get over it because it's just not going to happen. Yeah, go like listen to the Beatles or something. <laughs> They're not putting out another album, and there's plenty of good music. Exactly. Okay. Do you remember a movie called Crazy Heart? That's the one that Jeff Bridges won the <laughs> at best actor for. Yeah, but did you remember that? I never even saw it. I didn't either. And I'm just like, that brings me to the Oscars where I'm like, the Oscars are such a joke. More often than not, you don't remember any of the winners of the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did a trivia thing last night and one of the questions was like, well, they played, it was, you know, multimedia. They played a song, best Oscar song. And the question was, what movie is this from? And I was like, I've never fucking heard Jeff this Bridges song in my like, life. I'm yes. an old broke down piece of meat. <laughs> Crazy heart. Yeah. And my heart is wild. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I put inside Llewellyn Davis. <laughs> well, that was, that's, I mean, I think those movies came out around the same year, if not the same year. It's the same old shit. It's the same old shit. <laughs> Just a sad man and his guitar being sad and having nobody love him. So I just thought, I just thought I had to bring that up in what we're about to talk about in the Oscars and how much they truly do not matter and like are so forgettable most of the time. So you saw to Leslie. I saw the most polarizing piece of art, the most controversial part of this year's Oscar race to Leslie, starring Andrea Risborough. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> And I texted you, I think, as I was watching it. This movie is, like, long, first of all. Way too long. This movie is, like, maybe if it, maybe, maybe if I saw it in a different capacity, I would like it more. But honestly, it's so long. It's so boring. And it's just, like, such clear. It's, like, she's an, she plays an alcoholic. And she does a great job. She's a great actress, for sure. But the movie itself... To play this role, I got really fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well. I got really drunk. It's a frustrating watch, which is like, I'm sure the point. The point is like, dealing with an alcoholic in your life is very frustrating. It's very sad. It's not just sad for them. It's sad for all of the people in their lives. It's 
uh, very frustrating. It's very depressing. Like you take two steps forward, one step back always. And I, I was like, yeah, I get the point. I've seen this. I've heard this a million times. I don't really need to go through this for two hours, but we do. It's not reinventing the wheel storytelling wise in terms of like exactly. someone hitting rock bottom and then finding a exactly. little bit of hope at the end. I mean, no, it is exactly that. And also, I feel like an underrated um, p- p- part of this movie is that Mark Marin plays her boyfriend. <laughs> Mark Marin plays um, the love interest. Good for him. Totally. But so I saw another movie. I actively rented another movie about a female alcoholic, a motherly alcoholic called The Good House, starring Sigourney Weaver. And now this is the movie people should see. Sigourney should have gotten an Oscar nomination. Is that from this year? Yes, it just came out. Oh, it's from this year? Look it up. Yeah, look it up. It's called called? The Good House, starring Sigourney Weaver, Kevin Klein, and then a bunch of no ones. This movie is from three, two years ago. underrated it's like the trailer made it look like it was a fun little rom-com about a realtor in a beautiful seaside town in massachusetts but it's not it's about she is an also an alcoholic a deep deeply troubled alcoholic and it's a fantastic performance it's a beautiful location so unique i just loved it the trailer for it definitely looks like (laughs) It's like a feel-good movie about. It looks like two a Nancy Myers movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, and she about and like Kevin Klein a have great woman chemistry. Falling in love with a professor or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Klein plays the everyman townie who's like he says he needs a wicked good coffee. You know, Kevin like, Klein so can't play an everyman. <laughs> yes, he Kevin can. Klein is the. Uberman, the Ubermensch. He, <laughs> he is, is not an everyman. He, no, he's like smart. He's that's his whole thing. Is like he's like ooh, a little, you can tell he's a little bit smarter than everybody. No, well in this movie he's simple. He's just a simple man who wants to. He's a contractor, you know, and he is sexy in this movie. He's sexy in everything. He really is. Great. So I just that was my big like film. Those are the two films I saw that are, you know, both about an older, slightly older alcoholic. And I just thought the, the, the horror, I don't even know what we'd call it, the scandal surrounding Andrea. A little less scandalous now that I've seen the performance because I'm like, she is really good. But the movie is completely forgettable. I won't be seeing it. I saw a movie that was huge did big numbers at the box office boffo boffo bo it's not top gun maverick it's not all quiet on the western front (laughs) which is a streaming movie only i saw avatar the way of water danielle in theaters i saw it in theaters i saw it with funny glasses on my face (laughs) oh uh, this movie is a movie. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. If this movie were one hour less, then it's yeah. I'm looking at three hour and twelve minute runtime. It actually might be the best movie ever made. It's not even that long. You know, freaking everything is that long. Tar is that long. Tar is not very 
much, much shorter than this movie. <laughs> it is shorter. Everything is, the Good House is this long. Every movie is long now. The first hour and last hour of this movie are kind of cool. I'm not <laughs> seeing it again. I don't want to watch this, like, on a television screen or, like, God forbid, an iPad or, like, a, the back of a seat on an airplane. Yeah. I don't know. I have a. I have this theory. You can help me. You can help talk it out for me. And I actually, okay. while watching this movie, because there was a solid hour of this movie in the middle that is like just the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I thought a lot about this theory. I haven't really put it into words, but I thought about it because I was like, you know what? I actually think Avatar colon one, the first Avatar movie was the progenitor of this thing. And I think now that like effects are pretty good looking, much like commercials like need to have a celebrity and like not make sense anymore. Any sort of big budget movie, big blockbuster VFX heavy movie needs to have the following moment in it, regardless of context. And it's a moment where all the characters look around at something really pretty and otherworldly that's happening. And they go, ooh, how pretty. (laughs) And in the first movie this happens, they're like singing, can you feel the love tonight or whatever. And (laughs) like they're in a forest and these like firefly ladybug jellyfish flying plant things happen and they're purple and they're green and they're neon and they're blue. Everyone looks yeah. around and like, ooh, how pretty. Because it's nice to see pretty pictures. This movie had that for like an hour and a half in the fucking middle of the movie. But other movies do this too. The one that really, one of the ones that bugged me was in Wonder Woman 1984. The 1,984th film in the Wonder Woman series. Yeah. There's a part where she and Chris Pine, like, fly somewhere. And for some reason, they're like, ooh, look, fireworks are going off. And they look at the fireworks. You're like watching the fireworks yeah. on the phone. Every time you see fireworks, you go to Disneyland, someone's recording. You try to watch the fireworks, and there's some like man standing in front of you holding up his iPad recording the fireworks. And you're like, you're never yeah. going to watch this. Yeah. Anyways, that was that, but in a movie. So yeah. all these movies add in these moments of like how like it looks really good in a trailer to be like to have like a half second of like fireworks or like ooh, yeah. ooh, it's a beautiful fish. It's a breath. It's beautiful. It's a breath. But it ha- it adds nothing to the movie. It doesn't move the movie flower forward. All mm-hmm. it is is something for like children to be like ooh pretty. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the av- that the first Avatar movie. The, all the Marvel movies seem to have like a brief moment like this. Just think back. I Shang-Chi, which I watched like a year ago, and I actually kind of liked, had like three moments like this where like nothing happens, but like we're just watching a bunch of pretty things right now. Whatever. Yeah. So Avatar was just that. Like the first hour was like interesting. I didn't remember what happened in it. And I was like, okay, what's going on? Oh, oh the bad guy's back, but he's blue. No, okay. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> all right. All right. These people are here. We're going somewhere else. And then the f- second hour of the movie, spoilers for a movie that I'm literally the last person to see, was just be like, how do we ride this fish? 
It's a very pretty <laughs> fish. And then they ride it. How do we yeah. ride this fish? It's a very pretty fish. And then they ride it. Look at this jellyfish. It's an alien jellyfish for sure. It has five eyeballs. It's very pretty though. What do you think about? Okay, go ahead. That was just, I don't know. It was just, just like an hour of that. And I was so unbelievably bored. Yeah, there's some boring parts in the movie for sure. But I also, the thing about James Cameron movies is, yes, there might be parts like that, but he's so good at the moments that make you feel so much more invested Mm -hmm. than a lot of other blockbuster filmmakers Mm -hmm. right now, or maybe I should just say superhero movies, the other other types of movies that are on this level, where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Who are you? Like, why aren't you guys kissing? Why are you saying you're in love with this person and you don't even, that's another thing we should talk about, by the way, the fact that People don't want to kiss on screen anymore. But at least in James Cameron movies, when he gives us a villain, the villain is so fun to see get their comeuppance. Like Billy Zane in Titanic. Oh, we got, we got the, one. We got one this movie for the sure. The Australian whale hunter in this movie. That was really <laughs> boring like, to me. All the build up to it was like, it was like, it was making me so angry, but it was also some of like the boringest movies like movie seeing I've ever seen. What are you talking about? When they're just Him like killing these whales. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm so upset right now at how they're killing these whales it's that I want to commit eco-terrorism. But this is also like the most, I don't know, this is also just like the most boring thing that I've ever seen. All this, boring. All this is just lead up for these guys to get their heads chopped off. It wasn't boring. That, yeah, you need the justification so that once, when... That guy's arm finally gets ripped off by the magic whale. The whole theater goes, yay! <laughs> like, that was it. too cute for me. That his arm. No, I, I loved I actually, it. I, listen, I was very much looking forward for this guy to get like, <laughs> killed. But the fact that he cut off the whale's arm and that the whale cut his arm off was like, too cute just chop him in half with the giant no. cable that would be hilarious that would be great chop his head off no it was so good it was beautiful and those I, we whales, don't do arm for an arm here in pandora i love it the whales were great characters <laughs> this yes, is the Brett? that was the funniest i laughed at the movie <laughs> sorry to spoil the movie i don't care they're like Whales in this movie. Space whales, yeah. Space whales in this movie. And they get introduced like halfway into the movie. They're like, oh, yeah, by the whales. There's like whales and they're magic whales or whatever. And you're like, okay, sure. Like everything's magic here. It doesn't matter. Like literally every plant is like a magic plant. And then he's like hanging out with one of the space whales. And one of the kids is like, space whale, tell me your story. And then all of a sudden, there's like subtitles on the screen, and the whale's like, <laughs> I cannot. It is too difficult. <laughs> that was the fun. That was, made me laugh so hard. So I'm like, oh, I guess these are magic whales. They do talk. Yeah, and we're just like, they're now just characters in this movie are a bunch of whales. Well, they talk about how like this brand of like water Navi have <coughs> relationships with these water whales where it's like, they're one-to-one spiritual connections. Did you realize that the pregnant water Navi was Kate Winslet? I, of course, knew this. I, I did not know this. of course, knew this because I'm obsessed with Kate Winslet. <laughs> and I was not surprised that she was pregnant. I was shocked. I was shocked. 
that our mayor of Easttown was back in a James Cameron film. I thought the part where the Navi shot cheese whiz into her mouth was <laughs> to give it away. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> I it was loved weird her being for Kate, pregnant. It was and weird a for Kate because she was like she has like twelve lines in that movie. Who had less lines in this movie? Kate Winslet or Zoe Saldana? Um, it is actually a question. Yeah, it's a good question. And the fact that you're think thinking about maybe, it makes my point. Yeah, exactly. They did not have a lot of lines, but it didn't really, I, that doesn't bother me because no one really had a ton of lines except for the whaler. Um, oh my God. And certainly Jermaine <laughs> Clement didn't have any lines. This also bothered me <laughs> about the film. Maybe he's just friends with Jimmy Cams, but like they're on this magic planet. And for some reason, everybody is American or like Australian Kiwi situation. They're either yeah. Carmela Soprano or they're they're on the flight right. of the Concords. They're like the only two human actors in it. And we have a 10-minute sequence where the most cartoonishly New Zealand actor is explaining how he murders space whales. Yeah. And then Jermaine Clement. And he's like, hello, I'm Bimbo James. I can't kill whales. He wasn't goofy. He was very grounded. No, but I no, found. no, but then Jermaine Clement, noted yeah. comedic actor, is like, Hi, yeah. I'm Dr. Steve Johnson. I don't think I know, it's it great so that good. we should kill the whales. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I loved it. I loved that. I was like, who? Because you know, James Cameron's favorite actor was Bill Paxton, oh. R.I.P. He was. Who yeah, he wasn't he, his comedic news. Who would news. he have played? Bill Paxton? He probably would have played yeah. the Whaler. The Whaler, yeah. We are okay, missing I'm, a Bill Paxton. I know. What a great actor. We had, we had a Bill Paxton, and he fucking found religion and whatever, and his name is Chris Pratt. Like, he was an mm. all-American man who could do comedy. Yeah. Do action. And he was like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to do it. Amazon TV show where I hold a gun and wear a hat. I'm going to be a leading man. That was the problem. Yeah. He decided he wanted to be a leading man instead of like a a very interesting. Bill Paxton was a leading man. Character actor. No, he wasn't. Twister. (laughs) The biggest twist of all. He was a leading fan. Um, Twister 2, summer 2024. Look out. Whoa. Super Bowl 58, (laughs) third quarter. (laughs) who is that oh my god it's twister (laughs) 2 bill paxton and philip seymour hoffman are dead (laughs) yeah that's really sad brett i didn't do that i would have chose for them to live don't blame okay. me. Well, final, I, perhaps final Avatar question. What did you think about teenage Sigourney Weaver? That was fine. I actually liked that. She was fine. She brought a different energy to it. Like, you got the that sense so that she was a weird teen. Like, uh, as a weird teen, as a teen who did theater, you... <laughs> there's definitely, like, the teens who were, like, older souls, a little bit weird, might have, like, a deeper voice and stuff, and they're yeah. aren't just like, I'm a cute girl, or I'm a cute boy. I, I thought she was fine as, like, playing a teenager. It was, like, weird, like, a 70-year-old woman was playing a teenager. But I don't know. I just got the sense that she was just, like, a, a fucking weirdo. She was a kook. Yeah. yeah, she was a kook, for sure. I thought it was so bizarre a choice, but I, that's why I liked it, you know? James Cameron always throws a weird little 
little something in there. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I fa- you didn't cry when the son dies. No, I did not. I and then they th- and then they picture him as a little boy. I they have did that not. fantasy. I did not. Okay, well, I there wasn't a dry seat in the house in my theater. I was very upset by that. The, the seats were wet. Yeah, from crying. Every, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought everyone was getting horny. No. Uh, Can I talk okay. about what made me cry this week? This is like not yeah, a, like an old. This is like a, a movie everyone's seen. Okay. I have found. I watched a couple movies this week. One, the movie that I've seen a million times, and one that I've never seen. Uh, I watched a movie that I've seen a million times. It's called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Not pregnant in that movie that we know of. Nope. Um, I don't know. I've, I've, I love this. I saw this movie the day it came out. I've seen this movie dozens of times. One of my favorite movies. Something about this movie, now that I'm in my mid to late mid 30s, <laughs> I'm 35. Uh, something about this movie completely wrecks me emotionally in a way that it never did the first 40 times I've seen this movie. And now time like times like 41 and 42, I'm just like weeping at the end of yeah. this movie. I don't have anything beyond that to say other than like this movie just hits. Well, Happy Valentine's age, Day to me. <laughs> as you age, it's funny how different pieces of media from your younger years do hit in a different way as you rewatch them. Because you're at a different stage of your life. Maybe things, maybe lines you hadn't noticed much before are have more meaningful. Or a, perhaps a cutaway look suddenly resonates more. Um, so I find that as well. I mean, I found that with Avatar too. Not that I'd seen it before. But just that, like I said, the stage I'm at in my life now, yes, watching a parent's child pass away hits me a lot harder <laughs> than it would before. Well... I mean, this movie's about sons and daughters and parents. Mm -hmm. And particularly if you're Zoe Saldana screaming about them and crying and being like, my son, my daughter. I Listen, I related to her. Um, Well, I didn't, I guess. I felt bad for Zoe mainly. I was like, they got got her up in that blue makeup all over again just to scream and cry and say nothing. But it's it's not even makeup. It's like little dots on yeah, her face. Yeah, I know. She didn't actually have to wear makeup. But so you re-related to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I, oh, yeah. I, this is something that I noticed like a year or two ago. I've only once, watched it like once or twice since. And every single time it hits me in like the same exact moments. And I just like, I can't help but just weep at, at the end of that movie. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, you know I've never seen it. You never seen? Oh, you've never seen this movie. So I don't even really know what you're Jesus talking Christ. about. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. You might you not know why? like it. Why? No, I don't think I will. You know why? Because people always talk about it the way you're talking about it right now, and I'm like, <sighs> I don't really. Okay, a movie about relationships, and it's very like meta, and it's like a dream. See, lots of dream sequences. Yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> You're describing like... everything that is about, like what what the movie is. And not just like one dream <laughs> sequence, a bulk of the movie 
yeah, three quarters of the movie is an extended dream sequence where right. you're sort of reliving a, memories from his perspective as the memories themselves yeah. are fading away from his memory and relationships, love, mm-hmm. like just adult adult relationship issues with like yeah, paired up with like the fallacy with like with not fallacy but like our our human memories, how human memories lie to us, and how but like but they're like yes, the only thing that true. we they're the only but also they're the only thing that we have and like the mm. only things worth cherishing in this world. Yeah, just that's beautiful. See, I don't need the, to see it. I can just you can just tell me that. I I agree. I don't know something about <laughs> it. It's just uh, good. I I watched another movie this week. It was called Frank Darabont's The Shawshank Redemption. Oh my God! You've never seen <laughs> I've that never before. Seen it. it was one of those movies I've never seen before. What made you finally decide to watch it? It's been sitting on my uh, HBO Max queue since like HBO Max came out, and I'm like, I gotta watch this movie eventually. Everyone says this movie's awesome, and I yeah. watched it. It was pretty good. It was really good. I was just surprised about how long of that movie is not about him breaking out of prison. How like the prison break is pretty much a very much an afterthought in the movie yeah yeah yeah, and how much also the movie is like i don't know maybe he murdered his wife you're never gonna know well you i mean you kind of do they kind of show that like yeah he pretty much was innocent i thought the movie was going to make two things a lot more evident than they were one that he was incredibly innocent and that what was being done to him was like the biggest injustice ever which Mm -hmm. makes all of the hardships that he experiences so much worse because he knows he's innocent and two that this is a movie about planning a prison breakout (laughs) yeah Um, and in the beginning of the movie they're like like they show the court scene and they're like i'm like yeah i mean i know he didn't do it because i know like i know what this movie's about i know that the character is innocent this movie's 25 30 years old at this point Right, but the movie is like maybe, and like people ask him, "Like you kill your wife?" and he's like, "Oh, maybe," and he's just like, "It's very inside man." He's very, he's very like steel. I think one of the characters call like with one of the characters calls him like steely and cold. Like he is kind, he's kind of just a cold character who is is very smart and calculating, but in a way that you're like, I don't know, maybe he did kill people, and everyone Mm -hmm. else is seemingly in there for murder. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's character, who's the kindly old man, he's never like, I didn't murder a bunch of people. He's like, yeah, <laughs> sure did. But he did it when he was really young. So it doesn't count. Oh, I, I should have murdered people of, when I was young. <laughs> well, what's so powerful to me about that movie is obviously Brooks. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's the, which. The very old man. Yeah. Spoilers for Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that but movie's like, 29 years old. But so, yeah, the idea, I mean, this is the movie they should show to um, talk about prison reform because, uh, yeah, this man goes to prison and is in prison for the majority of his adult life, like starts getting used to it. And then once he's released is an old man like they didn't have cars when he went to prison. Yeah, yeah. So he gets out of prison and he's seeing cars and he all he can do is get a job bagging groceries 
And everyone's like, you're too slow, old man. And it's just like he had a purpose on the inside. And out now that he's out, like, what's he going to do? How is he going to form relationships? How is he going to create a life? Does There's he, nothing for him. Does he even know how to use a smartphone? <laughs> can he open Google Maps? <laughs> Yo, can you, bro, can you get the Uber? No, he can't. And so he commits suicide. And it's really, really sad. I mean, uh, that, that is a coming. sad that was part of the movie. That was coming. But that was sad, Brett. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can cry, but I... And then they do the same... They do a little fake-out where once Morgan Freeman leaves prison, he goes through the same steps, and you're like, oh, my God, Morgan Freeman's going to kill himself now. I can't handle this. Well, here's the thing. I I was spoiled with this movie. Uh I had an extremely Christian math teacher in high school (laughs) (laughs) who one day was like... I don't know why he did it. I went to a public school, by the way. Shouldn't be mm-hmm. any teachers proselytizing, but Mr. Music, Mr. Music sure as fuck was into it. Yeah. And uh, he was like, all right, kids, y'all are too whatever, <laughs> too rambunctious. <laughs> you need to learn a lesson about faith. Mm. So he fires up the DV or the fucking VHS, VHS. of the last... <laughs> 10 minutes of Shawshank Redemption, like after he has broken out and he's like, so you kind of just see like he has broken out and like <laughs> basically just for this part where like he ruined it for you. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I figured he gets out like it, all for just like Morgan Freeman and, and Tim Robbins to be like t- hugging each other and being like, yeah, and that's why we should never give up our faith and what we should always <laughs> – and, like, give never give up hope. And he was, like, trying to turn it into a Christian – it was just weird now watching the full movie because he was trying to make, yeah. like, a Christian – this guy who was a public school teacher, by the way, again, trying to make a Christian meth- message out of the end of the movie. The movie's about hope. Hope never dies. Never give up hope. I, of course. It feels more universal than it does religious to me, but whatever. Yeah. The first two and a half hours of this movie – the warden is like the evil warden, and all he does is talk about religion, and he's like bashing the <laughs> uh, those inmates over the head yeah, with the fucking Bible. the fucking Bible. And the yeah. the, re- the most religious character in this film is portrayed as the villain, and the thing yeah. that saves our character in the end is that he's always holding on to his Bible, and the warden's like, "Yeah, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He reads his Bible." <laughs> he carved out the Bible, and he was keeping his pick inside of the bible he was like yeah. he completely mutilated the christian text and the person who was <laughs> the person who was supposed to be the most virtuous in a religious way was actually the most evil i don't understand yeah. maybe this guy what only saw the last 10 minutes of the movie too but it was just really it was just like a weird thing that like <laughs> you know just these weird things that you experience in your life like right like i had this weird christian math teacher who was just like <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, the most Christian film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the religious parts so much. Uh, like that, the horrible warden. I mean, what an evil character. Speaking of like great villains in film. Yeah. Bob Gunton, great performance. Uh, he's also like the evil. He's also like the evil game warden in Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls. <laughs> I love, like, the word of the movie for me, obtuse. Obtuse. That word stuck 
with yeah. me. <laughs> you are obtuse. Yeah. And he is like, fuck you. You're going to get your ass kicked. But um, it's a great film. You know, why did Tim Robbins stop acting? Because he and Susan Sarandon broke up? I think he's like cool being stoned and like doing live yeah. theater and stuff. I saw him... 10 years ago at the Postal Service 10 10th anniversary reunion show. Yeah. And he was behind me. I was like in the well, pit. Well, good. He's tall. I know. He well, yeah. I was at the Greek Theater, which is like a smaller version of the Hollywood Bowl also in Hollywood. Uh mm-hmm. it's like a big huge amphitheater um but not as huge as the Hollywood Bowl in LA. And there's a pit where you where it's only standing room only tickets, and then the rest of the tickets are seated tickets. You could I mean right. everyone stands or whatever, but like the it's rest like of the, the rest of the tickets going all the way up. A few thousand people are all seated. So I'm in the pit for the postal service show. And I turn around yeah. and I'm like, look, oh, who's in the like the seats? Tim Robbins, first row. I was like, come on, man. You're <laughs> huge. He's huge. Tim Robbins is super tall. He's really tall. He needs to squeeze himself into those seats. I think he does like a bunch of live theater and stuff. And I think he's like affiliated with some like theater companies and stuff. I think he's a step Yeah, that guy, doesn't surprise actually. me. Yeah, he's doing whatever he wants. We'll see. Whatever. I just think he's a good... I just think he's good. I'd like to see him in more film. Um, okay, let's get to some questions oh real god. quick. Oh my god, yeah. Because we got some great cues. From Spears Charles, Charizard. <laughs> cue for the pod. Danny, could you kindly explain what family day is and whether or not the purpose of the holiday is that so that Canadians don't feel left out when their USA neighbors have presents day off? This is such a great question. And really, Spears Charles, you answered it yourself. That is the reason Family Day exists. Family Day is a relatively new holiday. They just started doing it in like 2007, 2008. They just instituted it. That I guess that was long ago now, but you know, it's not like it's an old holiday. And the, I'm convinced the only reason they did it and that it's called something as generic as Family Day is because they were like, shit, the U.S. has off. We want a day off. Let's just make one up. <laughs> Called it Family Day. What is everybody What's important? Like uh, family. <laughs> yeah. And personally, I'm grateful. I have the day off on Monday, which I'm very excited for. My my husband and I got so excited because we were like, oh, yeah, it's a three-day weekend. And our daughter is in daycare, our baby. And um, we were like, amazing. We were like, oh, wait. Does that mean she has the day off too? <laughs> we were like, shit, do we have to spend family day with our family? <laughs> does she? Yeah, she does. Have a day off? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So we're going to have to like do something as a family, um, but it's going to be fun. We love a long weekend. Okay. Marcella, who has an, I think this is a new handle, J Probes Dimples, <laughs> says, My brother and longtime listener, Old Z10, is getting married today. Shout out. We love you guys. Obviously, huge shout out. Oh, it's Mark. Yes, of course, shout out. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful wedding. And this is the start of a fabulous marriage. We love it. We are shouting you out on your wedding day. Also, just wanted to say the invitation must have been lost in the mail. Yeah, what what the hell? We're just learning about this now. Was it an open bar? If it was an open bar, we really should have been invited. We should be. We will go to weddings for free. You don't even have to pay us. It, but if it was a cash bar, maybe you, you didn't need to cash. Me. I've never even heard of a cash bar at a wedding. <laughs> I've been to a cash oh bar. Oh, my God. I know. It was really rough. Do they say on the um, inv- invite beforehand cash bar? 
I didn't. It wasn't. So I didn't know what to do. Like what the flask, what the flask. Well, situation I wasn't was. the one who was invited. I was the date, so oh. I don't know. Wow, I don't know. But it was not good, and it was. I'm going to tell you, not a. It didn't bode well. The marriage did not last. Cheap. So I'm just yeah, saying. I really hope old Z10. Did you have to pay have for the divorce bar. too? <laughs> Pardon. You have to pay for the divorce too. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, we th- thank you so much for writing in and letting us know. Have a little toast on us. MREP2 says, did you guys watch Triangle of Sadness? I really only enjoyed the island part because it reminded me of Survivor. Well, Matea, MREP2, way to out yourself as a non-listener of this podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because, yes, we did watch it. We talked about it on this podcast and we enjoyed it. If um, you don't want to hear us review movies, then don't <laughs> listen to the podcast. If you do want to hear us talk about movies, check out every podcast that isn't happening during a season of Big Brother or Survivor. It's just um, that simple. I just thought that was... It's funny because... You and I have the same read on this. I imagine Matea is going to listen to this episode where we didn't talk about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so just to hear the... 29 years ago. <laughs> the question get answered. Some Sigourney Weaver movie. Oh, that's on like Tubi. <laughs> We didn't even get to my review. You know what's so funny is I maybe I mentioned this the last episode. I actually watched The Traders, the reality show that a lot <laughs> that of our listeners like. us to watch. <laughs> yes. I actually watched it and I didn't talk about it last time. And now I'm not gonna have time to talk about it this time. But you know what? Just keeping you at the edge of your seat, listeners. That's what we like to do here. I've also heard Survivor Australia is absolutely fantastic well, right now. Who cares? Because in a week and a half, Survivor America returns, and we will. I, that's very true. We'll we'll have one more grab bag episode, hopefully, and then we have an episode of Survivor to talk about. Exactly, and then we're on Thank that you long so train to BB twenty five. Yes, so excited! Thank you all for listening. Send us more tweets and questions and comments at Hey Julie BB on Twitter. You can email us Hey Julie Big Brother at gmail dot com. We've been getting some good emails. I mean, Get some freak not since emails. the last. Yeah, not since those last ones, but like we would love it if we did. So please feel free to use that longer form method of communication. Uh, Thank you for listening. We love it. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.